0: You're listening to the Bitcoin.com podcast. Our guest today is Alex Labed, head of development at Exigma. This episode is brought to you by Exigma DeFi, the world's first publicly backed decentralized exchange. Exigma is building an industry leading decentralized cryptocurrency exchange and stablecoin network that solves all the prevailing issues with decentralized finance and automated market makers. Exigma's award-winning development team is working hard to capture the true value of decentralized finance. Visit them at xsigma.finance to learn more. I'm your host, Dustin Planthold. Join us as we dive into the world of economics, politics, tech, Bitcoin, and cryptocurrency. For even more crypto-related news, sign up at news.bitcoin.com or follow us on Twitter at Bitcoin.com. Now let's bring on our guest. Alex, welcome to the Bitcoin.com podcast.
1: Hi, Dustin. Thanks for having me here.
0: Now, thanks for coming on, Alex. So tell us a little bit more. Who is XSigma?
1: Well, XSigma is a joint venture with uh, Dentora Alliance, uh, which had um, experiment with different uh, blockchain and DeFi uh, Kind of systems, and um, right now uh, we're going to work together. So, as I understood, X Sigma before had some development in a kind of like, uh, and it used to be an D lab for an uh, organization called Ziki uh, Industrial, and um, they were experimenting with uh, supply chains, infrastructure, DeFi, etc.
0: But what is uh, so, is what is story. yeah, on. so tell us what, what is DeFi? We hear that term quite a bit on the show. What is DeFi?
1: Oh, right, you're Bitcoin guys. Sorry, I live in a little bubble where like everyone <laughs> uses DeFi. So, how
0: so, dare it's you? Suspicious. My bubble is quite big. Don't come and pop my bubble.
1: <laughs> you, 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 your bubble is well, larger when the whole Ethereum community, but nevertheless, no, DeFi is a concept about having. Existing financial tools of classical financial system, like a banking, but on a blockchain. So, what banks essentially do, they have like a layer of uh, kind of basic assets, like US dollars. They might offer additional services like a lending opportunity. You can deposit your money in a bank. You can borrow money as a loan. You can have a different. Uh, additional uh, speculation tools you can trade different currencies you can leverage them etc etc so DeFi movement in my opinion is a, a kind of recreating or explore like kind of connecting those financial tools but on a decentralized uh, blockchain platform right now ethereum is number one but other probably are coming
0: and so you know the the company ex You guys are coming in, shaking up the space. So, what excites you most about what you're going to be able to accomplish?
1: In my opinion, the fact that our parent company is traded in Nasdaq gives kind of leverage of being publicly trusted entity, and this might help to bring people who are not really into this cryptography and like uh, anonymous uh, DAO thing to get into DeFi, because what we've seen so far, there are two types of companies right now. Either it's very, very complicated to comprehend, like a curve, for example, this absolutely amazing project. I very admire uh, Mike Igor of right But this project, despite all these amazing features, is super complicated to comprehend. If you go on a website, it's just made for, for developers. And people who are trusting in a code might get some kind of excited about all this DAO thing. However, whole idea of DeFi, like kind of decentralized finance, in its essence, having this uh, attraction for everyone. So everyone could benefit from a DeFi. But if it's only made for developers, it's very complicated for people to get into.
0: It can be, and I feel it can be very that, complicated.
1: And I feel what this uh, kind of like uh, trust uh, existing trust for a public company helps to bring people who are used to uh, navigate in, a, in, a, in the financial markets using trust, but into this space. So for us, it's an opportunity to create, to kind of serve a niche of people who are skeptical about this all-anonymity DAO thing, but still interested in a DeFi to, to get them using this kind of like as a gateway. Interesting. I might explain it very very confusingly but no
0: um, you did you did a great job and i must say that i do not speak russian you speak russian much better than i do so thank you (laughs) thank thank you for speaking in my native tongue to to help me out here um head of development what does a head of development do
1: essentially everything would connect like like a cto uh my area of expertise is economy uh talking economy uh, blockchain projects like different consensus. Basically, um, a specialist who understand how all this internal machinery of a blockchain and Z five works. So basically, I create a schema, and after that, uh, people who um, uh, can help to build a frontend, backend, build upon this architecture. It's like a like a system architect in a sense.
0: Got it. Now, how did you get into the crypto space?
1: Oh, this is an interesting question. I used to work in Amazon in Vancouver in 2017, and I get absolutely randomly joined um uh, Hacker space called uh, decontrol or Decentral used to call it back them uh, using I think Meetup.com or something like that, and this underground hacker space it's something it's something different what I never experienced before. Like in Russia we don't have it. It's publicly governed place. So there is a community uh, in responsible space. where There is no like a leader. There is no like boss of etc. People pay membership in the bitcoins. Or different cryptocurrency. There also uh, used to be a fiat gateway. And this money every month goes to paying the rent and stuff like this. And the rest of them are spent on different community needs. And this space really uh, amazed me. It's how revolutionary the idea of having something like that. Actually, those guys, I believe, first people in the world who created Bitcoin ATM or at least people who created ATM, uh, they were in Vancouver, they were part of a founding team behind this hacker's pathology control. And I went to Burning Man to help them to build a camp, the central camp as well, which spread idea of decentralization, this revolution of Bitcoin, this revolution of cryptocurrency, and helps to educate people on that. And I totally fell in love with all these um, ideas, how finance might be available for everyone like i personally have a lot of problems with banks i hate banks and like i have my own reasons behind it just because every time we either uh, charge something unfairly or i have to prove what is my money or some money get lost and i have to like call someone basically i feel in a position of weakness by having my money somewhere else in the organization it's not even about banks, it's, it's generally about centralized entities, like like a Facebook. I'm ex-employee of Facebook, and I used to work there when it didn't suck that much. But right now, I feel, actually, my page was blocked. I don't know why I haven't used it. I never posted anything. But I think I lost all my data, all my connections there, all my pictures. So this position of me delegating ownership of something which is mine makes me feel weak makes me feel vulnerable, makes me feel what I depend on something. But cryptocurrency brings this power of true ownership of something back, true ownership of uh, value, of wealth, true ownership of data. And this, I think, is much more revolutionary than people might see right now. It's not only about speculation. For me, this technology can help to bring individual freedoms, individual ownership of something uh, back to people from this centralized organization. And since then, I left Amazon and started working in this uh, space full-time. I had the amazing privilege to be in a lot of different hackathons from with Global. I have worked for one-inch brilliant company, and I feel myself lucky what I could get in this space, uh, like... Uh, and work with such amazing people. But first time I hear about Bitcoin in 2011 from my friend who (laughs) offered me uh, to participate, but I was uh, very confused how to acquire was Bitcoin back then. Because I used to study in Moscow State University. I'm a mathematician by my education, I have math degree. And I I love the idea. Idea is sound, but what is next step? How I could acquire it back then wasn't clear. And this friction, of something I would like to participate, but friction to, well, actually doing that uh, create uh, a problem, what I, I didn't get early in Bitcoin, I didn't get early in Ethereum, because it was complicated. And all this DeFi movement kind of reduce this amount of friction. I could get right now in exchange one asset in an hour just, just in a click in a Metamask without registration, SMS, KYC, all this stuff. I could bet on the election outcome just like in one click in a company. I can get like I can borrow assets, uh, stake in my bitcoins, but not in a couple of clicks more click, but still without KYC using the RandBTC BTC. There are so many amazing things in the space happening around uh, DeFi and around cryptocurrencies as a whole that I feel what I'm like a person actually to be in, in this position.
0: That's a great story, and I was kind of making some notes to myself. I mean, think about this: that here you are, you're Russian, I'm American, and crypto is universal. I mean, it has no borders, no boundaries. It doesn't care what language you speak. It is up all night. It never closes down. And that if I wanted to pay you for services rendered, I could send you I could send you payment in seconds and not have the fees that have been historically one of the biggest problems to people to send money. That crypto is solving a lot of problems. And DeFi is one of the greatest opportunities that I see in the world of finance, that it connects, it connects companies, it connects people in the retail space that are looking to acquire, tokenize things, and ultimately create wealth. I mean, isn't that the whole point of working, that you want to pay your bills and you want to save money, that this space gives you more opportunity? And you just said a moment ago about being frustrated, banks being frustrated, that if While your money is in their bank, it it does give you the feeling as if it's not your money that you can only take it out when they allow you to take it out and there are certain limits. So talk about that. What have you noticed around the world, the difference in cultures, uh, the way that they treat or the way the banks have treated customers?
1: Oh, this is a great question. I I had a kind of privilege, I would say, to travel as a backpacker for three and a half years. After I left Facebook, I travel across Latin America a lot. And I see an actually interesting pattern. Like people kind of the same around the world. Like despite cultural differences, people speak different languages, we might have different skin of color, different preferences in worldview. Some religious, some not, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But the financial system right now is universal, whereas like only true religion which serves everyone, like believe in money. So this is what unites the whole world. Like People who might even hate America will still use US dollars. So this kind of acceptance, universal acceptance of uh, like money makes it, uh, makes all people basically uh, kind of communicating or dealing with financial services around the world like very similar. However, the similar like, uh, situation generates a similar problems. So this is loss of power. This is loss of uh, your freedoms. You, by delegating ownership of your very valuable asset, your wealth, to banks, at it, way mercy. Like if bank frees your account, what you're gonna do? How are you gonna pay bills? You essentially like like gonna die. You're gonna starve. And another thing is, as we see, like actually the modern financial system. If you think about that, it's not at all like our parents were born before the modern financial system existed. Because like I consider modern financial system after 1971. After U.S. Uh, banks like stop exchanging U.S. dollar on uh, pieces of gold, because the whole idea was to use uh, U.S. dollar as international currency as uh, kind of representation of gold. So uh, modern like uh, financial system, fairly new, and as we can see, it has a lot of problems, and those problems kind of steadily accumulating during time, like a wealth inequality, like uh, this uh, huge centralization of uh, uh, financial. Uh, institutions like huge amount of capital this amount of capital might dictate like policy of some countries etc and i see that a lot of people in a lot of countries struggle with that because government might simply mismanage this financial system like argentina as example absolutely great country amazing people but financial system oh my god they have a now with nobody trusts government etc what if only someone Somehow could solve it to give people back power of like uh, of managing their wealth, and I know that a lot of people try to do it with bitcoins and have uh, some success. Right now, I have a friend in Chile who have a business of transferring wealth, um, like not wealth, like capital for for businesses from Chile to Venezuela using bitcoins. You cannot do it with normal financial institutions because there are some like political restrictions, but you can do it. So I see that. Uh, Bitcoin and the blockchain in general unleash enormous power, how people can interact and transfer wealth absolutely borderlessly. And I already see like first great example of how it really helps to like real, real people. It's not only about speculation. And I see DeFi as a kind of like next step of evolution of such uh, use cases where you not only transfer some volatile assets, but also you can bring familiar uh, financial tools, which people like familiar with, like uh, like loans, like a uh, stable unit of exchange, like with stable coins. I call a fiat coins, but you know, the same different. And uh, yeah, and then despite like answer your question again. Sorry, I speak a lot. No, like, it's, people it's, are different it, I, around I the world, the... but they have the same yeah. struggles. I,
0: I love the explanation because you get into something that nexus around the world that is the current financial system the system that's been in place for decades it's allowed complacency it's allowed the problems to continue that all they have done is accept it and it has taken a bunch of in the beginning what they would call rebels the 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 outcasts the people that that were against the system to come up with new ideas to be creative to be to do something to change the world. And while it started with Bitcoin and now we have 6,500 plus coins, tokens out there, what we've ultimately gone now is to that next era, the the internet of value 2.0, that the, the space of DeFi, that it creates endless opportunities, but it starts with a mindset saying that if we keep things as is, if we do not fight it and change and push back, then we will not be able to evolve and the system itself will crumble and collapse. It is not sustainable. You cannot have a currency, perfect examples back to South America, that the currency's valuation drops year after year. That is not sustainable for an economy where a stable coin comes in and can help to solve the problem. Can it not?
1: Absolutely. I'm on the same page with you. Like, I personally have all my capital in a crypto. I I like, I have, like, just $500 in my bank account. And how it works? My money actually earns me, like, huge error by, like, about 20% uh, annually. And, like, when I need money, like, at least here in Russia, where there's, like, uh, different uh, gateways of crypto to fiat, and it takes me, like, just a couple of clicks, and I sell these digital US dollars more expensive than the bank would give me. Uh, as an exchange rate. So this is already works. This is already house. The only question how you can bring more people and make it less pain painful. Because like uh, right now how I use it's like very complicated. I mean I'm fortunate to be a developer, but like where a lot of people still use but like even to use uh something like a MetaMask it's a struggle for many. So and I feel that DeFi start attracting people who less into these uh, speculation games because bitcoin despite all this great amazingness it brings is still volatile asset, and a lot of people aren't comfortable to have this exposure to a huge volatility people aren't look not all people are gamblers there are a lot of people who just doesn't want to take that risk and defi helps them to give them all this power of a of being on blockchain, of having all these amazing tools, but without an exposure of this uh, volatility, DeFi helps them to give familiar tools, familiar financial services, but in bringing power back. So it's kind of like best from both worlds.
0: It, it really is. it's fascinating to see the evolution of the space. You, know, you had over the past couple of years, you had some of the, the most well-known, well-respected companies in the world and figures in the world that were beating on the space they were saying everything they could bad about it well it it has some bad actors and and it has bad i look at the world and say then provide the solution then you should have gone back to the banks and tell them to lower their fees you should have required it that now you've got this space that is changing the current financial infrastructure around the world i mean blockchain itself think about the what it solves on the logistics side think about from the on the you know with the now in the world of covid to be able to track and to see the, the effectiveness and the efficiency of these drugs and how they interact done in a system that's perfection, which is the blockchain, that without crypto, without Bitcoin, there would not be that. So where do you see things going?
1: You mean like globally or like in one year? Like what what is the horizon of my, my, my assumptions?
0: What, what, look, look in your, your crystal ball. What do you see?
1: <laughs> I wish I had that. But uh, I mean, I can judge only from a position of uh, my expertise. My expertise is in how DeFi system works from inside out. I do not have this kind of prediction power of how it might outcome. Like Because like any market. Prediction is a house of a second degree by uh, Yuval Harari, right? If you can predict accurately, you can trade on it. You can change it where for prediction, make it uh, you make this prediction uh, envelop- like uh, wrong. And I can say about the price wise or how many people would use bitcoins, etc. But as for DeFi, the trend is clear. I mean, it's still growing. There are some limitations right now because the space grew that fast but they're just impossible to solve all problems. There are so many uh, things which people just didn't have time to solve. There are some scalability of blockchain, like uh, an Ethereum and a Bitcoin. So you just kind of like hit this uh, sort of a ceiling. You just simply cannot grow faster because of uh, blockchain platform restriction. And I see that this, a lot of money brings a lot of great minds, a lot of great developers in a space. There are problems. And it's just logical to assume that these great developers would solve those pains. Those pains, scalability. Those pains, complexity of usage. Those pains, lack of trust. Those pains, lack of connection for existing financial world. And I think this kind of four direction is where I would expect at least to see uh, some development and grow. But well, as we know, the, like greatest uh, things happens like unexpectedly. It's kind of like a black swan event. It's like fundamental and predictable. Maybe in a couple of years, something new will appear out of nowhere. Someone will solve uh, f- fiat on and off ramp in decentralized way. You know what? You wouldn't need uh, even KYC to on and off ramp. Who knows? Maybe some central banks would offer. Uh, digitalized uh, fiat currency. There were a lot of talks around the world about that. That, uh, like some, whatever U.S. or even Iran would offer their local currency as a some kind of like token on the blockchain, and that might start a domino effect. Everyone would follow the case, so, But this is unpredictable. Uh, like non, I believe nobody knows like how it will work. But I expect a grow in a continue improving using experience. Uh, improving uh, scalability, reducing the fees, because let's be honest, blockchain, while having these fees very transparent and clear, aren't that cheap. So, there are some limitations how little capital you can use in DeFi and uh, because of transaction costs. So, if your transaction will cost you $15, obviously it uh, would be unwise to stake like less than $1,000 in all these saving accounts because this transaction fee will just cancel your profits. And I, yeah. This, this would be my uh, kind of safe assumptions where we would see some growth and improvement.
0: That's a great way of putting it. And how do we learn more about Sigma
1: Well, where I would be more press release, and we are going to uh, announce as for development going on. So, so far, we uh, haven't announced pretty much anything about product, but I believe what we're doing is great. So we kind of give like this... Uh, access to DeFi for people who wouldn't able to use the current solutions due to complexity or due to lack of trust for anonymous founders because it gives us like advantages of both so we are still able to do something decentralized and trustless but being very publicly and being monitored by different uh, financial uh, institutions like traded to Nasdaq uh, gives you a certain kind of uh, limitations Certain like uh, restrictions, you couldn't just like disappear with, like money, and it gives us um, room for for experimenting with different uh, solutions. But our current uh, solution uh, revolves around uh, swapping uh, uh, st- stable stablecoins like digital dollars, but in way simpler and I believe like the, the best um, possible way. Uh, which is unavailable right now in the market.
0: That's great. Thank you again for sharing your story with us on the Bitcoin.com podcast.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me,
0: Dustin. You've listened to another episode of the Bitcoin.com podcast. Subscribe at news.bitcoin.com, where your journey begins.